Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Tuesday, January 11th. And wherever you are, whenever you listen to this, I wish you God's grace and God's life and God's goodness within you today. Today is my dad's 97th birthday. And so, happy birthday, Bob. It is wonderful to have you with us still. And uh, and so, just invite you to pray with me today for my father. Uh, yeah, thank you. Hey, so let's uh, continue through the Gospel of Mark. Let's pick up exactly where we left off yesterday. If you remember, okay, so of course Sunday we celebrated the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord. Uh, so I think we're going to be walking through Mark's Gospel uh, for um, the foreseeable future. So we picked up immediately following when Mark came back from the desert. Came back, his first task was saying, hey, time's up. Time's up. It's, uh, you think differently. The kingdom of God is here now. And it is, it's going to take no prisoners. It's moving forward. And, uh, and it's time to decide. You know, we can't put it on a back burner anymore. And to use that example, went out and called Peter and Andrew, right? And boom, they came. Uh, James and John, boom, they came. Dropped the nets, left their father, uh, and followed. Whether it happened that immediately or not is, is lesser the point as it is saying, brothers and sisters, the, the moment for decision is not later. It's now. It's now in the midst of what we're doing. So we're going to follow up immediately from that, okay? So Jesus asked them to follow him, and so now we're going to see, where did they follow him? What are, what are, we, what are we looking toward, all right? So Mark chapter 1, verses 21 to 28. Let's break open God's Word together here today. We're reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus came to Capernaum with his followers. And on the Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and taught. The people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. In their synagogue was a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come here to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him and said, Quiet, come out of him. The unclean spirit convulsed him, and with a loud cry came out of him. All were amazed and asked one another, What is this teaching? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And his fame spread everywhere throughout the whole region of Galilee. My friends, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Two points I want to make here today, brothers and sisters. And the first one is this. Let's start in the middle. Uh, you know, we're going we're gonna, to, like the Oreo, we're going to eat the cream first here. And then we're going to go to the sandwich part of the cookie, the outside, because the outside is, uh, is where the other second point is, both at the beginning and at the end. So let's go for the cream first. Jesus was in the synagogue teaching. And a man with an unclean spirit cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? 
Have you come here to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him and said, Quiet, come out of him. The unclean spirit convulsed and came out. My friends, we can look at this. Now again, remember, this is Jesus just coming out of the desert. He's had a couple of followers. And now he did a little bit of wowie zowie. He did a little bit of, whoa, this is cool. I want to be with this guy because look what he does. And we have a choice, my friends, when we read this. To look at it and look at it at the outer level and simply say that the, the, the miracles Jesus is performing, the signs he's performing, the things that he is doing merely shows who he is. So we know that he's the son of God. Haven't seen anybody else do that, uh, you know, and, uh, and so goodness sakes, he is what he says he is. Okay. And you know what? At one level, yes. Yes, that's true. But I would say, brothers and sisters, that's the outer level. And I'd say, let's go in a step or two deeper as to what do the signs point toward. You know, I could, oh my gosh, you know, if we were talking about the, the wedding feast at Cana, yeah, you talk about any, any, any miracle, the feeding of the 5,000, the raising of Lazarus, it, it doesn't matter. Yes, at one level, it gives proof of who Jesus is in his sonship uh, as, as son of God. But on a level in, it points us toward a deeper reality of what he's saying the kingdom of God is, who God is, and what we're about. So what would this do? What is this sign pointing toward? A man with an unclean spirit. Do we know any of those? I, I, I look in the mirror every day and I see one. Um, comes before Jesus and says, what have you to do with us? Almost in a, in, a, in a way that's, you know, aggressive, uh, confrontive. Almost, what are, you, what are you to do with us? But on the, other, on the other hand, it's almost vulnerable and humble. What, what are you doing here with us? You, you've always been separate and distinct. And, and we're, we're, we're way down here, but, but here you're here with us again. What, what are you doing with us? Either way, I kind of like it. Have you come here to destroy us? The truth is, yes. Yes, he has. Brothers and sisters, what these miracles point us to is the reality of God and the reality of that choice I talked about yesterday, that we can't choose actively to live with a foot in both camps. We have to decide. Are we in the kingdom of God or are we in the kingdom of, of this world? And when I say of this world, I mean, you know what? I really kind of like and I'm comfortable and I'm at home. No, none of us would say those words about the uncleanness that we carry and the sin we carry. But, but when I'm talking about sin, I'm not talking just about random acts that we do. I'm talking about those addictions that are part of who we are. And... Um, and we've grown perhaps quite fond of them. Uh, and, and they're not 
They're not our identity. I, I, you know, and I don't mean that to say that they have equal footing in our lives with our identity in Christ. But they're there, and we know they're there, and and we may be comfortable that they're there, and we bring them out every now and then on a holiday, or whatever, or when we can, you know, or or when we're tired and they they come to join us, whatever it is. And and they look and they say, and 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 we can live again with with a foot in both worlds here, and Jesus is saying, but we can't, my friends, because I have come here to destroy them. I, I have I have come here to say, who owns you? Who do you wish to be owned by? Do you wish to have a, a foot in the world and a foot in the kingdom? Hmm. How's that going to work out for you? Because that's not what my kingdom's about. Remember yesterday when I said Jesus is, is going to go out on mission and his, his mission is actively, actively to take the fight to Satan and, and the, the quote-unquote prince of this world and, and to, to show him who really is the prince of this world, who is the king of the universe that we celebrate, right? And what this sign points us to is just that God's ownership by virtue of the incarnation is everywhere. We just have to invite him into it. And that means into those unclean areas within your life and mine. Now, I wish I could say that's going to automatically make it go away. But we have to actively continue that fight. And remember, it doesn't just show us who Jesus is, but it shows us that the kingdom of God is stronger than anything we've got within us as individuals. And it's stronger with any unclean aspect of our world and the systems that we live in. But we have to take the fight, too. We have to take the fight to them, too. Because we're baptized into that, right? We're part of the body. The body, capital T, capital B. Um, and that's what we said yes to. So we sign our, our, when we do the sign of the cross, we sign ourselves. That's what we're saying yes to that the fight is now ours and that it points that God is stronger and we have come to destroy. And, um, and we don't have a, and can't have a foot in both worlds. Second point, the outer part of the Oreo, simply this. And, and those of you who have listened to all 400 and now 64 pods, you know I've used this example, I would say a handful of times, but I love it. I love it because I think it's real and it's good to remember. And it's that word authority. On the Sabbath, Jesus comes and he enters the synagogue. He teaches and people were astonished at his teaching for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. And then at the end, they say it again. Who is this? A, a new teaching with authority. He, he commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him and his fame spread everywhere. And we can, again, just look at that and say, well, of course, Jesus had the authority. He was the Son of God, right? You know, he was, he was born of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary. And, and of course, he knew it. And, and so they looked at him, they recognized it, cool, but not me. And, and again, I, I, I would say, no, no. Scriptures are never either or. It's always both and. Always, always, always. Always. Otherwise, what are we baptized into? What are we reading them for? 
It's always. And so that authority now, brothers and sisters, is invited to be ours. But here's the deal. And when I talk about authority, I don't mean, you know, I've been given this gift that I can go out and, and, and blast unclean spirits out and, and heal the blind. I haven't, I haven't been given that gift yet. And, or maybe I haven't. I haven't used it yet. I, I, I don't know. But here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. People know it when you're all in on something and that you, uh, and it, that, that it's, it's who you are, okay? This is not just dealing with the, the topic of Scripture and the topic of who God is and, and bringing that. My goodness. Um, if you, uh, have you ever been around, a, I'll just use a teacher, doesn't matter what the subject is, a teacher who loves music, who just knows it, and, and doesn't just know it in their head. That's one thing, okay? That's one thing, and it's an important thing. We need to know that which we are teaching. But beyond knowing in the head is in love with it. And when they teach it, they teach a part of themselves because it is in their spirit, and it's in their soul, and it's in their inside. And when they're teaching it, you can just sense and see their love of that subject. You ever seen that? It doesn't have to be music. I got a buddy, and uh, he knows who he is, who, who loves math. Talk about it. You should talk to him about math. Math! I'm talking about numbers here, brothers and sisters. And, and some of us may look at that and say, well, that is the driest thing in the world. Talk to him about math and watch his eyes light up when he teaches it, because he teaches it with authority, not just because he knows the systems and the formulas and the numbers and what they do, but because it's part of who he is and he loves it. And his students know he loves it, which is why they gravitate to him, which is why they learn. And it doesn't feel like learning because they see it. That's what we're talking about here is somebody who can teach with authority. And brothers and sisters, as I said, it doesn't have to be just. And I don't want to say just in quotation marks. It doesn't have to be just scripture. I mean, we are here as diverse human beings to fill the kingdom of God with arts, letters, sciences, all these things, all these gifts. And when we own it and when we allow it to own us, the world is better when we show that love to those around us because they know it and they see it. What are you an authority of? Allow it to be. Allow it out. Allow you to, yourself to fall in love even more with whatever it is that brings you joy. And then, brothers and sisters, bring it to the world. My favorite uh, definition of vocation is where the world's greatest need meets your greatest joy. Boom, that's your vocation. Because you giving that, you teaching with authority, you bringing that life and that love to those people makes the world better. That's what we're talking about. That's what Jesus did here. That's what Jesus did here. And that's what we're invited to as well, to bring our greatest joy and meet the needs of those around. doesn't matter if it's music, math, any number of subjects, bowling, I mean, you name it, it's there. That's well and good. Why? Because it's your joy. 
and teach it, not just with our words, but with our very self, our spirit, because people will see when we speak of it, we do it with authority. Let's pray. So, my friends, we continue through the uh, glorious mysteries, and we, uh, we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The second glorious mystery, Jesus ascends to the Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Robert, pray for us. My friends, be well. Have a wonderful day. And uh, let's break open more of God's word again together tomorrow. God's peace.